Hello, a chryso i bennod nawr podlediad Radio Omniglot. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Radio Omniglot podcast. Simon Egedwy, ac yn y pennod hon, bwyd ein siarad am y Gymraeg, iaith Celtais yn cael ei siarad yn bennaf yng Nghymru. My name is Simon Eger, and in this episode I will be talking about Welsh, or Cymraeg, a Celtic language that is spoken mainly in Wales, or Cymru. I will talk a bit about the history of the language, its current status, about the language itself, and my own experiences of learning it, and I will also be talking to a Welsh learner from Michigan in the USA. Incidentally, the tune you heard at the beginning of this podcast was Morva Avrenhines, The Queen's Marsh, a traditional Welsh folk tune played by me on the harp. That was the first part of the tune, you'll hear the second part later on. Welsh belongs to the Brythonic or Britonic branch of the Insular Celtic language family, along with Cornish and Breton. These languages are not mutually intelligible, but they do have a lot in common. Welsh is more distant related to the Gaelic or Goidelic languages, Irish, Scottish Gaelic and Manx. Welsh is a descendant of the Brythonic languages, which were spoken in Britain. No one knows exactly when they first emerged there, whether they came from somewhere else or they actually developed in Britain. But they were certainly spoken there before the Romans arrived in the 1st century BC. Possibly they came in about 500 BC or earlier. Welsh started to develop as a distinct language from about the 6th century AD. The earliest known written example of Welsh comes from a church in Towin, and that dates from the 8th century AD. The Welsh spoken between about the 6th century and the 8th century is known as primitive or archaic Welsh, Cymraeg Cyntevig, and is known from a few inscriptions, place names, and such like. From about the 8th century to the 12th century, the form of Welsh is now known as Old Welsh or Hingamraeg, and this is known from a number of manuscripts and glosses in Latin texts. From the 12th century to about the 14th century, Cymraeg Camel, Middle Welsh or Cymraeg, was spoken in Wales. It was used for poetry, prose, legal texts, religious texts, and medical and scientific work. And to people who speak modern Welsh, especially if they're familiar with formal written Welsh, Middle Welsh is quite understandable. The vocabulary has changed and the grammar has changed a bit, but there's enough in common with modern Welsh to make it just about readable. Modern Welsh, or Cymraeg Vodern, started to emerge from about the 15th century. From the early 15th century to about the end of the 16th century, the form of Welsh was known as Early Modern Welsh. The first major literary work in Late Modern Welsh was William Morgan's translation of the Bible, which was published in 1588. Since then, Welsh has developed in various ways. Modern colloquial spoken and written Welsh differs in many ways from literary Welsh. For example, I don't know in literary Welsh is nid oedd yn gwybod. There are many different ways to say this in colloquial Welsh. For example, dwi ddim yn gwybod, dwi ddim yn gwybod, dwi gwybod, sain gwybod, gwni ddim, mwa, and so on. According to the 2011 census, about 19% of the population of Wales aged over three reported that they could speak Welsh. That's about 562,000 people. The Welsh Language Use Survey of 2013-14 found that 23% of the population claimed that they could speak Welsh. And an annual population survey found that 27% of the population could speak Welsh. So the actual number of speakers is somewhere between those numbers. Of those who said they could speak Welsh, about half said they could speak it fluently. 
If that's the overall figures for the whole of Wales, in some areas the proportion of Welsh speakers is much higher, particularly in the northwest and western parts of Wales. For example, where I live in Bangor, about half the people speak Welsh as a native language, and some of the people who come here to work, study and live also learn Welsh, as I did. I actually learnt it before I came here. More on that later. In the towns and villages around Bangor, up to 80 or 90% of the people speak Welsh. And on the island of Anglesey, and this morning, about 75% of the people speak Welsh. There are also plenty of Welsh speakers in Cardiff, about 50,000, but they make up a smaller proportion of the population. And according to a survey by the Welsh television channel, there are about 130,000 people in England who speak Welsh, up to 50,000 in London particularly. Welsh is also studied in other places around the world, at universities, in Celtic studies departments. I know people from the Czech Republic, Germany, France, Spain, the USA, Canada, and various other countries who have learnt Welsh, and some of them speak it very well. Welsh is used as a medium of instruction in schools throughout Wales. The first Welsh medium school was set up in Aberystwyth in 1939, and there are currently over 400 primary schools in Wales that teach through medium of Welsh, and about 50 secondary schools. There is also a Welsh medium school in London. Children have to learn Welsh in school. If they don't go to a Welsh medium school, they still study the language, although very few will actually end up as regular speakers of the language. They do at least have some knowledge of it. It's also possible to study courses at universities taught through Welsh, so you could do your whole education through the medium of Welsh if you chose to, and there are Welsh language courses for adults offered throughout Wales. Welsh is used in literature, in books. Quite a few Welsh books are published every year. There are no daily newspapers in Welsh, however there are a number of monthly ones, and magazines, and online sources of news in Welsh as well. Welsh is used on the radio. There's, there's BBC Radio Cymru, which broadcasts in Welsh, and a number of local stations also broadcast partly or entirely in Welsh. There is also a Welsh-language television channel, which in Welsh is known as Channel Pedwar Cymru, or S Pedwarek, or in English S4C. There is also a thriving Welsh-language music scene. People are writing songs in a variety of styles in Welsh, rock, pop, jazz, folk, opera, and so on. And now, here's the second part of Morvar of the Queen's Marsh. to talk a bit about the structure of Welsh. The basic word order is verb, subject, object. For example, I saw a dragon in South Wales is miwelesi vraig, and in literary Welsh is gwelais vraig. But in North Wales, instead of conjugating the main verb, you use the verb to do as an auxiliary. So you say nesi gweld or nesi gweld depending on your dialect. In other tenses, you use the verb to be as the auxiliary to show the tense, and then you have what is called the verb noun, which is similar to the in or gerund form in English, doing, seeing, talking, etc., to show the action or state. For example, doing I am speaking Welsh, or I speak Welsh. 
In the past, it would be Ronin Shara Cymraeg. I spoke Welsh. I was speaking Welsh. Bydain Shara Cymraeg. I will be speaking Welsh. I will speak Welsh. And Bydwynin Shara Cymraeg. I would be speaking Welsh. I would speak Welsh. The verb to be is one of the five irregular verbs in Welsh, and it is the most irregular. It has different forms in different dialects in literary and colloquial Welsh, and it conjugates for person and number and tense. So, for example, I am is dwi, I am not, dwi them or dwi them, am I, a dwi, you are, oiti, oiti, oit is quite often dropped, you are not, ti them or oiti them, are you, oiti. In some older Welsh textbooks, you might find different forms. For example, I am may be rydwi, and you are roiti. He is, is my e in the south, and my o in the north. He is not, dio them, dye them. Is he, adio, adie? She is, my he, she is not, dye them. Is she, adihi? And so on. And when answering questions, if they're in the structure with the verb to be at the beginning, then you have to answer them using a form of the verb to be, because there's no actual direct equivalence of yes and no. So, for example, if I ask you, Do you speak Welsh? You could say, I do, I do, or do do them? I don't. So this is one aspect of Welsh that is quite difficult for learners to get their heads around. The other irregular verbs in Welsh are mind, to go, Gwneud, to do, dod, to come, and kyle, to get, which is also used as an auxiliary verb to form passive sentences. For example, I was born in England is gesivengeni and lloiger. I got my birthing in England, literally. Arruan mae'n amser am fwy o gyhloriaeth dwi'n meddwl. And now it's time for more music, I think. Dyma'r alaw mi'n eisiau sgwennu tam lyfn ôl o'r enw clychau hirail. Hirail yw enw yr ardal y mango, lle dwi'n byw gyda'r llaw. This is a tune I wrote three years ago called The Bells of Hirail. Hirail is the area of Bangor where I live, by the way. The Bells of Hirail, or Clychau Hirail, written by me, played on the Cavaquinho, which is a Portuguese instrument resembling a ukulele but with steel strings. That tune was actually played on Radio Cymru recently on Dave Thomas's programme. A friend of mine who was doing a PhD in the folk music of North Wales appeared on the programme and was asked to play a piece by a local composer, and he chose that one. Welsh vocabulary comes mainly from Celtic roots, there are a few words borrowed from Latin as well, and some from French, and quite a few from English. Most people who speak Welsh these days also speak English, 
and they all tend to switch between the languages. I've noticed when some Welsh speakers are talking about numbers or dates or time, they'll switch to English. Or in Patagonia, they'll switch to Spanish. This is probably because their education, in the case of the people in Wales, was in English, and they learnt to count and their numbers in English first. People who have been through Welsh medium education will probably use the Welsh numbers. There are many myths and misconceptions about the Welsh language, so let's look at a few of them. Number one, Welsh is the oldest or one of the oldest languages in Europe. This is quite a common idea, and it's supposed to show that Welsh is better than other languages because it's so old. But how do you define how old the language is? From when it was first written? We don't know when it was first spoken, because languages change gradually over time. On different stages, people will have different names for them, and sometimes they may be given names for political reasons. For example, in the former Yugoslavia, the languages formerly known as Serbo-Croat became Serbian, Croatian, Bosnian and Montenegrin after the breakup of the country. But in the case of Welsh, the oldest text in Welsh comes from about the 8th century, and English was written, well, Old English at least, was written before then. So in that case, English has a longer written history than Welsh. But people will say, well, the Celts came to Britain long before the Anglo-Saxons did. Well, yes, they did. And they were speaking ancestral languages that developed eventually into Welsh and other languages, but they called them something else. The languages spoken before Welsh are known as common Britonic, although there are probably many regional variations. Number two, Welsh is a dying or dead language. Well, that's obviously not true. There are hundreds of thousands of people who speak it every day, and many more who have some knowledge of it at least. Number three, Welsh is a dialect of English. Absolutely not. There is a dialect of English, or dialects of English, spoken in Wales called Wenglish, which mix English vocabulary with Welsh grammar and sometimes Welsh word order, spoken particularly in South Wales. But Welsh itself is a completely different language, different language family, although it is Indo-European. So ultimately, they come from the same root. Number four. Welsh looks like a cat walked across a keyboard. Welsh spelling is stupid. Welsh has no vowels and similar ideas. When you first look at Welsh, some words look like they don't have any vowels. There's all Y's and W's. But in fact, they are vowels. And in English, the Y is used sometimes as a vowel in words like by and sky. So that's not so weird. And W as a vowel isn't so weird either. It's an OO sound generally, or O, depending if it's long or short. In written Welsh, there are actually seven written vowels, A, E, I, O, U, W, and Y. And they can be long as well, which is indicated by a circumflex accent, which in Welsh is known as a tobach, a little roof. And there are also quite a few diphthongs as well. Welsh consonants are always pronounced in the same way, unlike English or other languages. So once you know the system, it makes sense. It's logical, consistent, and not so difficult. And some of the sounds in Welsh may be difficult, if you've never learned any other languages with those sounds. One that causes a lot of learners' trouble is the double L sound, the sh. This sound is quite rare in the Welsh languages. It appears in a number of Bantu languages in South Africa, for example in Zulu and Xhosa, and a few others. 
Like it may appear in one or two dialects of Sardinian, but apart from that, it's not used elsewhere in Europe. Number five. If you're a Welsh speaker, you'll walk into a job at the BBC, local council, and any well-paid easy job you can find. Well, to some extent, that's true if the job requires a Welsh speaker, but you have to have other qualifications and experience and knowledge as well. Just simply being able to speak Welsh won't automatically get you a job. Number six. Welsh speakers only speak Welsh when an English person might hear them. That's a common misconception. The idea that when you walk into a pub or whatever place where people are speaking English and they suddenly switch to Welsh because they think, oh, there's a a stranger there. You better speak Welsh so you won't understand what we're saying. But how do you know what their language they're speaking before you went in? And if you don't speak Welsh, how do you know they're speaking Welsh? I heard of a case of people complaining about people speaking Welsh like that, but it was actually Polish they were speaking. And people who speak Welsh also speak English, the vast majority of them, and tend to switch between the languages. So, maybe you'll hear people switching from English to Welsh and back again? Number seven. Welsh is difficult to learn. Well, some aspects of Welsh are quite tricky, if you haven't learned another Celtic language before. For example, the, the mutations, each initial consonant can mutate in various ways for various reasons. These are known as tregladai, and to mutate is treglo, and the fear of mutation is treglophobia. For example, T is house, my house, then he, your house, the D, his house, a D, her house, a T. So his and hers are only distinguished by the mutation unless you add the echoing pronoun after the noun. You could also say when he e the d d a d o or a d a in the south and a t he which helps disambiguate them. The grammar of Welsh is quite different to English as well, as is the vocabulary. They take some getting used to, but the more you learn the easier it becomes, and you become familiar with the different patterns and structures. And now I will talk a little bit about my own experiences of learning Welsh. I've been interested in the language for as long as I can remember. My mum's side of the family came from Wales originally, but moved to England before she was born, and she grew up speaking only English. I think Welsh was probably spoken in the family several generations ago, but I don't know of any relatives who speak it now. So my mum has tried to learn Welsh a number of times, and there were Welsh language books and other materials around the house as I was growing up and I picked up odd bits and pieces from them. I first tried to actually learn the language back in 1988. This was during the year after I finished school. I was working in a hotel in Maidenhead near London, and I had this plan to learn two languages every year. And I thought, which ones would I really like to learn? So I started with Welsh and Italian, and I got myself some linguaphone courses and started working on them. But at the time, I didn't really know how to learn a language on my own. I'd studied French and German in school, but I'd never tried to learn one on my own. I started off all enthusiastic, but after a few lessons, I was finding it quite difficult, and eventually I gave up, and I never really got very far. Then later on, in 1998, I had another go at learning Welsh. I was applying for a job in the international office at the University of Bangor, and one of the desirable qualities for candidates was an ability to speak Welsh. So I decided I should try and learn some. I worked my way through Teach Yourself Welsh a couple of times before the interview. I acquired a basic knowledge of Welsh from this, but never really learned to speak it very well because I had no one to practice with, and I didn't get the job anyway. 
And then, in about 2003, I was on a walking holiday in northern Portugal, and there were a couple of Welsh speakers in the group. And I tried to speak Welsh for them, but I soon realised that I couldn't really say much and have much of a conversation. After I went home, I thought, I've tried to learn quite a few languages on my own, but never really got very far with any of them. I'd learned a bit of Portuguese before going to Portugal, for example, and could have a very basic conversation and understand it to some extent, but never got to the stage where I could actually have more in-depth conversations. So I thought, it's maybe better to try and focus on one language and get that to a reasonably fluent level before I learn any more languages. And I chose Welsh, and from then on I started listening to Welsh language radio on the internet every day at work, and trying to study a little bit every day. I used Teach Yourself Welsh, Colloquial Welsh, and a number of other courses. I was living in Brighton, in the south of England at the time, and there are not many Welsh speakers there, well not many I knew anyway. I joined the Brighton Welsh Male Voice Choir, and there was one native speaker of Welsh in the choir, and one learner, so I got to speak a bit of Welsh with them. I also found a Welsh learner via Gumtree. We met up a few times and chatted in Welsh. In 2007, I went to Lampeter, the University of Wales Lampeter, to do a summer course in Welsh. It was two weeks, and during that time I tried to speak the language as much as possible with my teachers and classmates, and by the end of the two weeks, I was reasonably confident about using Welsh, and I was able to have conversations. The following year, in 2008, I did a week-long Welsh language course at Nangrufern, the National Welsh Language and Heritage Centre on the Thien Peninsula in North Wales, during which I was completely immersed in the Welsh language. I spoke Welsh almost the whole time. But it was the Welsh of North Wales, which differs in many ways from the Welsh of South Wales. Originally, I'd been learning South Wales Welsh because my mum's family came from South Wales. But at Nangrufern, they taught us North Wales Welsh. Later on that year, I moved to Bangor in North Wales to do an MA in Linguistics at Bangor University. I chose Bangor because the course sounded good and I wanted to be in a Welsh-speaking environment. I thought I'd made all this effort to learn Welsh. It'd be nice to be able to actually use it regularly. And I've been there ever since. I speak Welsh regularly. I listen to Radio Cymru. I read Welsh books. I sing and play Welsh songs and tunes in folk sessions. And I often write in Welsh on Facebook and Instagram and other social media sites. So I've got to the stage where I feel reasonably confident speaking, writing, reading and understanding Welsh. I still find literary Welsh quite tricky, so I can't read in Welsh as easily as I can in English. So I'm here with Andrew Edwards, all the way from Michigan in the USA, who is currently doing a degree in Welsh at Bangor University. Hello. Hello, Simon. So, what got you interested in Welsh in the first place? I guess it kind of goes back to uh, my interest of King Arthur and the ancient uh, history and legends and folklore of the British Isles. And I've always been interested in the languages of these isles. But I guess when I found out that Welsh was, in fact, the strongest of the languages, I decided to put my eggs in that basket. Okay. And how did you get started learning Welsh? I started with Say Something in Welsh, the uh, online podcast. Very, very good program. I recommend that yeah. uh, as, a, as a good oral learning. Um, it's really good for kind of, you know, the building blocks of the language kind of just in your head, I think. And then I got into Duolingo and I, I found that to be really fun. Yeah. And that was like my first time really getting into Duolingo. And I just was doing it every day and it was like a game. It was just something I really looked forward to. Actually, I was doing it too much, but 
I, you can't do it, too much. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but I really, it really helped me learn a lot of um, vocabulary before I came to Wales the first time. Yeah. When I enrolled in the Escoja mm-hmm. summer class, and I think I sort of surprised myself with how many, uh, how how many words I had learned. Yeah. From so how long have you been learning Welsh when you first came to Wales? Well, I'd been learning for about four months prior to coming. Started February of 2016. So okay. And and then you came back to Wales to do a degree. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't know something something happened, and I think I've uh, I've actually talked to some other people about this too. They say that when you come to Wales and you kind of have this really rich experience and you leave, uh, there's something that kind of festers in your in your in your mind. I don't know. It's sort of like a Welsh curse or something. Yeah. And uh, and that's what happened to me. And I just wanted to come back so bad as soon as possible. And so. I was even more determined to learn the language, and of course, I had my friends to to help me, uh, kind of on, online through Facebook and whatever else. Did you practice with people online? Yeah, people yeah. It, it was so hard. It was so frustrating because yeah. uh, yeah. one of my friends was just she wouldn't speak English. She wouldn't type English to me. It was just yeah. Welsh. So it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So it was it was a good challenge, but at times I was just like, oh, come on now. <laughs> I just I just want to know what you're saying. And, uh, but really, it was so cool because I could see the progress in my reading comprehension yeah. uh, over time. And, you know, as time went by, I had to look up things less and less. And pretty soon, I was just reading it without any help. And I was like, oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So. so how long did it take you from when you started to when you felt like you could actually use Welsh in a, a meaningful way? Well, uh, that's the thing. Because when I ended up coming back to Wales, and I had enrolled in um, in this program for Welsh for Beginners, it's called Cymraeg mm-hmm. i I was all gung-ho about, you know, getting back and starting starting in Welsh, but I, you know, my first day back, I went to the Asadfad for nine days straight, and I thought, oh, this is kind of cool, I'll have a chance to do practice, but it was just, honestly, it was a bit overwhelming, because yeah. I just didn't have the structure, really, I didn't have enough of the, the groundwork, mm. I, I, I don't think. So that was hard. But, but could you understand what people were saying to you? You know, um, to a degree, yeah. I mean, just kind of some basic things, you know. Mm. Uh, and I could kind of say some basic things back as well. But really, I didn't realize that there was a lot more in my head than I, I was aware of. Um, mm. Because when I started the Welsh course, and it was through the uh, the Welsh for Adults Centre, and I started that uh, with the course Uch. That that's was the it, advanced course. That's the advanced course. That's yeah. the second to last one. Okay. It was challenging for sure, but it was just a, a really good level uh, to challenge me enough to really progress. And uh, within a month, I was seeing progress. And then the second month, I was like confident and I was speaking with people and it was just like... It's great. It was great. Yeah. Like a little switch was turned on. Yeah. Kind of, uh, yeah. So how how do you use your Welsh at the moment? At the moment, it's just kind of a, a daily thing, and sometimes I don't even really think about it because I guess once once you reach the point where it's, it becomes natural, uh, kind of a, a part of your routine, sometimes you forget you're even speaking a different language. Yeah, <laughs> for me, this is the first time I've ever had the experience, so it's been yeah. I know we we normally speak speak Welsh to each other, yeah. so it's kind of weird to speak English. It, it is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you speak Welsh with your your housemates. Mm-hmm, that's right. Well, Mania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mania and my land, our, our landlady. Your landlady is also a Welsh speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. Yeah. And then you you play in the Welsh sessions that we both go yeah. go to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then of course I you know I need to use it for school. Yes, uh, of course. University, I should say. Yes. 
And do you, do you read any Welsh literature or any books? Or well, yes, it's, it's, it's required it's for us. Part of your it, degree. Yeah, we're expected to read Anakus from the late 19th century. Uh, that's part like, of your degree, then. Like one of the first Welsh <laughs> novels ever. It's really, really quite challenging, but... Uh, Beautiful. It's a very rich, uh, yeah. It's kind of old-fashioned uh, yeah. nature. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting story. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And do, do you read anything for fun? I do. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I honestly, I'm looking forward to being done with this book because <laughs> it's taken me about a month to get to get this far, uh, and I'm really close to finishing. But uh, I've just got all these books on the to-do list in Welsh. But honestly, I want to go back to rereading the uh, Welsh version of Harry Potter. Okay, because <laughs> I read it because I yeah. read it a lot in, in, in um, April, and it was just it was very challenging. But yeah. I, I feel like now it wouldn't be as challenging. Yeah, yeah, I had similar experience with that as well. The first time I read it, I found it really quite hard going. Yeah, but later on, I read it again. And it's the structures that yeah. you have to kind of get your head around. Well, literary Welsh is, is quite different oh, to everyday totally spoken Welsh, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So, what, what kind of difficulties have you had with? With Welsh specifically, you've, you've learned a few other languages. I've to some degree, haven't you? I've, to some degree, I wouldn't say to <laughs> any. I don't know. Is there anything specific to Welsh that you found challenging? Um. Well, yeah, I think Welsh is probably the hardest, just in face value. Like mm. starting off, it's it looks more intimidating than it really is. And it sounds very different, so you think, well, how the heck am I going to get my tongue around that? <laughs> uh, uh, but I guess it's just kind of familiarizing yourself with the structures. And, and like anything, it becomes easier once you sort of get into the matrix. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. But, but yeah, I guess one of the most challenging parts, starting off the most um Intimidating parts is the tragada, which I'm sure you know. Yes, the indeed. Yes, many so. many learners have trouble with the tragada. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, um, yes. so really, that's kind of the make it or break it kind of point. Once you get past that, mm. it's all kind of smooth sailing, more or less. Once, yeah. once you figure out the grammar, which isn't too um, too complex, I wouldn't I wouldn't say. I mean, compared I, with other languages, compared with certain certain ones like yeah. Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chinese is pretty straightforward. Oh, is it? Yeah. But like Slavic languages are a lot more complex. Mm. So, is there anything else you want? Do you like to say about uh, Welsh or Wales? Well, yes. I I think a lot of people probably probably ask why would you learn Welsh? You know, because everyone speaks English anyway. So, what's the point? And I, that's a fair enough question because you yeah. can get around your whole life living here without learning the language. But there's something you don't get if you don't learn the language. There's uh, you're sort of uh, you're missing the bigger picture, kind of in a way. You you miss out on the cultural richness and just I guess being a part of the community. Once once you learn the language, people are so welcoming and they they are so pleased uh, that they, they sort of take you in and and look after you and uh, and it's a really great feeling. Yeah. So I think um, there's a lot of a lot of different benefits from learning Welsh. Well, absolutely, yes. Plus, it's one of the oldest European languages. Is that right? Well, it's hard to classify how old uh, languages are exactly. Well, it's quite old. Yeah, it's been around and, for a while, and it's stuck around, and it's yeah, been it's still here, so close to England, the most dominant language in the world, practically. So yeah. I think it'd be good to keep that going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and now it's time for a little song in Welsh. This is Sihe Dudi Mabi, a traditional Welsh lullaby, sung by Bangor Community Choir and Coastal Voices from Abigail, 
recorded in France in Oloron Saint Marie Cathedral in May 2015 when we went there to visit a local choir. That's all I have to say about Welsh for now. I hope you found this interesting. If you feel inspired to learn Welsh, pub luck, good luck. You can find notes on this episode and others at omnigot.com slash radio. You can contact me at feedback at omnigot.com. Felly, diolch yn fawr am rando ad hoilwawr. So thank you for listening and goodbye.